Let's check in with David Drucker, senior congressional correspondent for the Washington Examiner. He joins us from our nation's capital. And David, first of all, um, your your thoughts on the passing of uh, Antonin Scalia in Texas and uh, the, the fact that now it has created a vacancy on the highest court, <clears throat> excuse me, a highest court in the land. Uh, your thoughts on, on what's gone down since since Saturday afternoon? Yeah, look, I mean, it's really, um, it's momentous just because of the way the Supreme Court is divided and because of the influence Scalia had on the right um, in terms of legal thinking and, and, you know, what he has written that could influence the court uh, far beyond his tenure. So it, it, it's a really big deal. Uh, but I do, I do think that uh, Mitch McConnell moving so fast to announce that he doesn't think a successor should be confirmed before the next president is inaugurated was basically McConnell saying it's not going to happen. We'll see if that turns out to be true, but McConnell moves pretty deliberately. He doesn't act rationally. And I think given the way the, the, the base of the party feels about this and the stakes um, uh, of the court and what could happen, I, I tend to think that that's just the way it's going to be. David, um, what can President Obama actually do? I know he's done a lot of stuff with executive actions and uh, the pen and the phone and all of that stuff, but is there anything he can do? I mean, I've heard some people talk about a recess appointment. Uh, is there anything the president can do if, if Mitch McConnell is adamant about not bringing up a nominee? Well, he can. As far as I know, he can make a recess appointment. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. But I don't think you're going to see the U.S. Senate go into extended, go into recess much. I think they're going to run pro forma sessions so that they would not consider themselves in recess. Um, and the court has, one thing the court has ruled on in the past few years is that the Senate gets to decide when it's on recess, not the executive branch. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's, there's that thing to consider. And the president for now has said he doesn't want to do a recess appointment. So I think the president, you know, politically or otherwise, has decided he's going to play this by the book and try and put the Republicans in the Senate on the defensive and make them look like the bad guys for not moving ahead with a confirmation uh, procedure. Talk a little bit about um, U.S. Senate precedents and th- this notion of uh, essentially uh, telling a... Uh, uh, essentially telling the opposition we're, we're not going to move on a nomination. Has this been done by Democrats before? I keep seeing this Chuck Schumer uh, clip. Um, is this something Democrats have done before? So, look, it, it's, not, you, it's not often that you have a vacancy in an election year within, with one year left, left to go. On a you know in a president's second term, and so we don't have a lot of practice with this, but it's not you know it's not typical, and you know from what we understand, Schumer did say in, in 2007 that he didn't think that um, George W. Bush should get another judge; um, they should wait for the next president. So everybody's going to make. I think what to understand is everybody's going to try and make this look like the politics is on their side, like they're doing nothing wrong, and that the other guy's unreasonable. I think to understand here is that um, Republicans feel as though this president's gone around them one too many times um, when it wasn't uh, constitutional, and that that and the fact that they just have so much opposition to the president 
and that their voters have so much opposition to the president has put them have put them has put them in a position where they just they have no political interest or other interest in participating in a procedure that is guaranteed to shift the court left. Now, obviously, if if the Republicans don't win the White House, um, even if Republicans manage to hold on to the Senate, which is not a guarantee, uh, they're going to have to move and they're going to have to install a, a left-wing justice because you can't just hold that thing open forever. It's not going to work that way. But um, I just don't think you're going to see them move on confirming anybody um, you know, before that happens. Again, David Drucker joining us, senior congressional correspondent for the Washington Examiner, joining us from our nation's capital. And uh, I, we, I think all of us know this is going to become a key uh, issue in the presidential race. But I'm curious, uh, from the strategists you're talking about on both sides, is this going to be a Senate issue in some of these tight Senate races that could go either way? It could. You know, this is one of those cases where, I think it's a base motivator either way, but it's but there's no way that either side comes out on top. In other words, you know, Republicans could look at this and go, this could motivate the Democratic base, and it could make make it harder for us to hold some seats because Republicans are really playing defense with reelections in Wisconsin and Illinois and Pennsylvania, and so on down the line. But it's such a base motivator on their side that that trying to worry about those seats would be a problem everywhere else for them, and it would just cause them problems. So this is where I think it motivates the Democratic and Republican base. Um, but I think this is the best way to play these cards. Now, Senator Portman in Ohio, Senator, Senator Yacht in New Hampshire have already come out and said they support Mitch McConnell's decision. They're both running for re-election in swing states. So, you know, you're going to have a mixture of opinion here. But um, the politics are such that I don't know that one side does better than the other, but I think if Republicans weren't doing this, they would come out on the short end of the stage. Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio uh, are members of the United States Senate. They're also uh, candidates for President of the United States. What have we heard from those two relative to this whole issue of should the President bring up a nominee? Should the Senate even deal with such a nominee? What are they saying on this? They they said last night during the, the during the debate, and they said Sunday morning in interviews that they support Mitch McConnell's decision and they hope he sticks to it. I expect that he will. Um, but look, they, you know, first of all, they both hope they are the next president, so they'd like to make this appointment. Um, and then second of all, that's just that's where Republicans are, and it's and it helps them sort of I think concentrate minds in their campaign against some of their opponents. Okay, give me give me the procedural uh, way, way we proceed. Um, when when might the president bring a nominee forward, and then and then then it's in the the the, the court of Mitch McConnell. What happens then? I'm I'm just curious. Well, look, I mean, normally the way this thing works is the president uh, nominates someone to uh, succeed to, to fill the vacancy. And then that, that individual goes through judiciary committee hearings in the Senate um, and possibly other hearings and then eventually makes their way to the floor for a floor vote. Um, you know, these things have, over the last 20, 30 years, been subject to 60 votes, meaning, you know, they're filibustered. Um, and if you get your 60 votes, then you're confirmed and you're on your way. You know, I think that the president is clearly going to nominate somebody the question is, do they even get a hearing? 
Chuck Grassley, who's the Republican chairman of the Judiciary Committee, has said he agrees with Mitch McConnell. There shouldn't be um, a the vacancy shouldn't be filled until the next um, administration takes office. And so, will he even hold hearings? You know, it's something we don't know yet. Uh, we will find out now. Now that process that you're talking about, where the president nominates uh, and then they investigate and there's uh, hearings. What are we talking about time-wise? Are we talking about uh, I mean, two months, three months, five months, eight months? I mean, usually, look, usually it takes at least a few months because you go through all of your nominees, you vet them. Uh, I mean, you kind of have a list, and they were sort of waiting there. But you still got to go through the process, and uh, usually you have, you know, the administration will have somebody work with them and shepherd them through the process. The hearings themselves are not quick. I mean, you have a lot of, you know, all of the members of the Judiciary Committee want to ask, have their own private interviews usually with the, um, with the nominee. Then you've got the public hearings, and it's usually, I mean, anywhere from three to six months. Wow. Uh, and the fact that the court, the court is uh, dark, if you will, for, what, three months during the summer, four months during the summer? Yeah, yeah, the term ends in June, and then it usually picks up again in the fall. 